Yes, people, welcome to another episode of the Rings and Things Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We're joined here today with Dioni, representing Points Assistant Rebounds. Gentlemen. Curtis, representing Drum City Blaze. Let's get it, let's get it. And myself, Marcus, representing Cronin Crusaders, number one spot. Barely. <laughs> We've got another big episode for you guys today. Um, obviously, we're going to go through all the usual fantasy stuff um, in terms of standings, waiver wire, pickups, and injuries. Um, also, we're going to obviously cover a lot of the the big performances, the recent trades, and who has improved the most um, from those trades. Um, but before we go, before we start, we're going to allow to here to explain the rules of our league. Here's your quick run-through and guide to the NN2 Basketball Association Fantasy League. We have nine teams in our competition, including the Atlanta Snipers, Bath City Pythons, Brum City Blaze, Croydon Crusaders, Clutch City, the Essex Eurostep, Leicester Red Eyeballs, Point Assisting Rebounders, and the South Norwood Knights. Each team has 13 players in their roster, 10 are active and 3 are on the bench. Players can be changed once a week, but once the first game they're scheduled to play in that week has started, they'll be locked in exactly where they are. Teams were determined via a draft. Players not selected go into the free agency pool and can be picked up twice a week with a bid from a budget of $100. Players go to the highest bidding team. Another way to get players is via trades. Two teams can do a single or multiplayer trade and all trades are signed off by the commissioner to ensure they're not too one-sided. We use a rotisserie style scoring format so when one of your players scores points they will be added to your team's total for the year. If your team has scored the most points you will be awarded 9 points. If your team has scored the least you will get 1 point. This is a case across all of our 9 categories. Field goal percentage, free throw percentage, 3 pointers made, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks and points. The owner with the most points across the year will be crowned NBA Fantasy Champions of the NN2 Basketball Association. All right, guys. So where do we want to kick things off? Um, I think it is pertinent to have a look at the standings um, and where everyone is at the moment. Yeah, let's have a, let's have a quick look. Let's have a quick, quick look. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need people to be looking at it for too long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, not, you're moving. You're there's moving. not too much to see. Well, just for the listeners to know, I think we've got a really special episode. You know, we've got two two very experienced GMs on the podcast today. A um, couple of champions. Uh, what we got? Is it two rings or five rings between? It's it's, two it's, of couple, you? it's, it's couple champions and champions a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> so you know, if all if all goes well, um, guys, you should get some good good knowledge from a couple of these guys, um, even though they're not doing too well in the league. But um, yeah, let's get to that. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Number one, I ain't trying to say too much. I ain't trying to give give away the, the magic recipe. This is like, this is like the Colonel's special recipe. I ain't trying to give up the herbs and spices. What's That's the number point one. of the pod? I don't That's understand. Number, man, 
Um, I ain't here for anyone else. <laughs> I only came here to make fun of you. Uh, but secondly, the biggest disclaimer, Curtis is a liar. So don't take everything he says for gospel. Ladies, 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 yeah, relax. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's, have a, let's have a look at the league, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so at number works. one, yeah, and it's been number one for quite a few weeks, haven't we? Um, we have Croydon Crusaders, myself, yeah, future champion. Um, <laughs> number two, we have Clutch City, uh, which is Jermaine. Um, I believe he's just recently got got back to number two. Um, we have in number three, we have South Norwood Knights, that's Stevie. Number four, we have Atlanta Snipers, that's Jay. Number five, we have Boston City Blaze, sorry, um, Bram City Blaze. Um, also <laughs> number five, we have <laughs> Essex Eurostep with Demola. Um, number seven, we have Bar City Pythons, and that's Ray. Number eight, we have Points Assisting Rebounders. That's Dioni, and number nine, we have Leicester, Red Eyeballs, and that's Tahir. Only thing that pops out to me is the top three are separated by two points. Why does that pop out to you? Because um, it's, it's just a nice tight race at the top. Like, normally, you don't get a tight race at the top. Like, normally, yeah, it might be a two-horse thing, but even that first horse is a couple of furlongs ahead. But, yeah. it, it, like, at this stage... I'm glad someone said something. <laughs> <laughs> Glad someone said something. It's, not, it's, it's super rare. Like, I, I actually don't remember it being this tight um, this late in the day. Like, the times I've won it, it's been at a can. I know there was one year I tried to make Curtis feel good about himself by saying, yeah, there's a chance, oh, but oh. there wasn't... <laughs> whoa, whoa. There wasn't really a chance, and he ended up finishing third anyway. How embarrassing. Um, Stevie won it at a canter. Um, I think the year Jermaine won it, he won it at a canter after I obviously um, um, slipped, slipped down the rankings, but... It, it tends to be not this close this late in the year. So to see so you've been telling me for the last few weeks, it's early. So I'm confused. It's no, no, it's still early. no, no, not. I'm not saying it's late. I'm saying this late. I'm saying this far gone into I the year. See. It's not. Not. I'm not saying it's. <laughs> it's still definitely early. People are still picking up four points tonight. It's still definitely early. Yeah. Which is why you shouldn't get carried away at all, especially not with a one point advantage. I'm just saying, normally at this stage. It wouldn't be a three horse race. Sorry, I said three horse race. I'm going to say four horse race because someone else did jump into the top three there um, very, very briefly. It's, it's, it's very jumpy, jumpy. It almost know. looks as if something drastic happens to someone that should have been dominating, but we won't really go into that. But um, it looks like a very tight race. I've never seen it before. I know that the year that I won it, I was questioning whether I had the largest margin of all time of victory. So I know I had a good margin. Mm. I know the last year, obviously, got a bit political, but. It was looking like a two-horse race, essentially. No, no, it was Done. definitely a two-horse race. Definitely, like, a it was definitely two horse two-horse. We could go back and forth over yeah. if this would happen, should yeah. this happen? Did the rules get changed? Did the rules get changed before they should have yeah. or should have? We could do all that another day. But let's it was just a say it this way. Race. Let's just say it this way: people that had chips would have got another chip. Exactly, basically. exactly, exactly. However, this year, then the table's looking quite tight, and the person that's been claiming claiming the most victory this year has been very quiet of late. What? Wait, hold on, hold on. So, you know, just for the listeners, yeah, basically, I'm... Oh, whoa, whoa, you say... <laughs> wait, hold on. No, wait, no, guys. No, wait, I've heard this... I've heard this a few times when I'm, listen- when I'm listening to you lot speak on this pod. For the listeners, for... 
Who else is it for? <laughs> <laughs> Who else is it for? No, it's, I just it's, it's, it's definitely not for the viewers. <laughs> it can only be for the listeners. No, I just clarified that you guys are not one of those listeners because you don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. But for the people okay. that are okay. actually going to listen to me and actually good. hear where I'm coming from, yeah, I've been top and dominating for the past few weeks, yeah? Fair few weeks, yeah? And, you know, obviously I've had... A recent injury to a one LeBron James, um, King James, you know, that would hurt anyone, to be honest. Good. But, Ooh, um, obviously, since, since then and before then, um, you know, some a couple of my players have been underperforming, so therefore I've lost a couple of points. Not only just that, if you understand the way the league works, you know, a couple of the people at the bottom end of the table, i.e. Ray Ray, um, Curtis... Dione to hear, you know, some of their plays have performed a bit better. So it's obviously taken a couple of points from me. Um, but, you know, I'm going to stand on my conviction of my prediction that I was going to win this thing. So I'm not moving, you know, although it's getting a lot tighter and it's getting very crowded and I want to move. Yeah. I don't know so why all these people around here, you're all bringing down the property value. Get away from me. Yeah. I'm trying to move away from you, man. But yeah, that's 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 my Boring. you've you've been you've been moonwalking into second place, bro. Let's call it what <laughs> like the last couple of weeks, even before LeBron went out, you, you had already started moonwalking. So let's not let's not it's all right, nice. let's, let's, let's not invent all history. Nice. Like you were already slipping. Yes, LeBron has made your seemingly precipitous fall that much faster, but it was beginning. And here we are now, and it's good to see. I'm saying it's good. It's a good you hey. You're still favorite. You're in the league. It's just yeah, good. that's it. It's just like, good. It's fun to see from someone who isn't invested at the top for the first time ever. It's yeah. fun. I couldn't imagine seeing a one well, one horse race if I was still in eighth position. That would be dead. But to see a good three horse, four horse race, Curtis, I'm sure wasn't to say five horse race. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind four horses. But, I'm going to be in that top. But if I say if I, if I say Curtis five horse race, I have to say demo five horse race. Because he's he, he tied to that six horses now. It can't be a two-thirds yeah. in the league race. So, three-horse race, maybe a four-horse race. It's just fun to see from... A that four, I think you're very generous with that four, um, to be honest. I can't lie. I know they popped up into top three. Was it second or third they popped into just this week? So, if you were second... Yeah, like... Just, if you're second... <laughs> no, if you're second just this week, I'm not going to rule you out, out of hand of, like, what, seven, eight weeks left to go. I'm not, I'm not going to rule all. you out of hand. It's, it's, it's early... <laughs> one, more, one more injury one more injury so I'm not going to rule out um, Jay in fourth place there um, as, as potentially winning this yeah and that's the thing I think the people that are in the top three top four oh, I won't say top four because that is Jay in that fourth spot but the people in top three they've benefited from a bout of good health recently that can flip in a flash and with how tight the league is this year I think there might be a shock as to who actually takes it home. But I think that the league's going to shift quite a bit. And when I say shock, I'm not even just speaking of my team's case. Like, I think there's a lot of teams that can very well flip things around. As Dionne said, from an angle, it's early. Not when we're up top. We've got this what, year, it's early. seven weeks left of the league. Yeah, of our fantasy league. That's what we've got currently. So, you know, a few things can happen. A few things can happen. Um, but just, yeah. I say going back to 
what's actually transpired over this week. I think it's been very busy, man. Obviously, the trade deadline, um, a lot of the moves that have happened. Um, do you want to start with the contenders? I think. Well, yeah, that's what it has on the rundown. So we probably should start <laughs> with the contenders. I was proceeding to do so, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if you're asking me, do you want to start? And it says on the notes, contenders at the top. Hey, how about we start at the top? Oh, so you don't know what <laughs> a rhetorical question is. All right, cool. Let's Anyways, go. yeah, we've got Brooklyn who signed the Marcus Aldridge. Well, it's not a trade. That's more of a buyout. But what do we think, guys? It's a big move. Um, I think Brooklyn's getting a whole lot of flack at the moment for toiling up or for, you know, stacking the deck, as they say. But it's not the first time it's happened. I think people overreact at moments like this because there are some very talented players involved. Um, they're big three, if you want to call it that, Harden, um, Kyrie and um, KD, when he does get back, is alone a championship contender. So the, the pieces that they're adding, um, LaMarcus, last multiple week, all-star. Added Blake. Yeah, multiple-time All-Star, someone that's shown that he can still play a role um, in the latter years of his career. Um, and willing to take a smaller role. Pop's, Pop's shown that he can get that out of LaMarcus, so it looks like he's comfortable. So we'll see. But it looks like a very big move to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people are kind of over-exaggerating the move because, you know, this season he's been averaging 13.7 points, you know, 0.9 blocks, 0.4 steals, 1.7 assists and 4.5 rebounds. You know, it's not the best. It's... it's He's definitely on the tail end of his career. Um, it's obviously in another experienced body. It's another big body where they they lack size at one stage. Um, they've now got you know quite good depth in that position. Um, but is he actually going to perform that many minutes? Because they kind of crowded in that area at the moment. Regular season, no. I think it very much so is a pickup for the playoffs when you need them um, experienced players when the game kind of falls into half-court sets, slows down. You don't really want the young players, like they've identified, so who was it? Is it in Claxton, the guy's name? Yeah. They've, got a, they've got a young centre there that looks like he's got some potential, but when the lights are shining bright, you want that guy that's going to be where he needs to be, when he needs to be there. He's going to run plays how he's meant to run plays, and you're not going to have to worry about him. You send him out and he does his job. Yeah. And hold your judge, like, can he still stretch the floor? Like, as a three-point shooter, as a long two shooter can he still do that you know has he ever really really been able to stretch the floor has he ever really been able to stretch the floor because the I, long twos that he's taking mm. are the those are the shots that the team that the opponent wants you to take mm. but he it's, you know he messed around with a free shot at one season i believe um i didn't know whether that remained consistent or whether that's last 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 year yeah was the first year he made over one three-pointer a game He's repeating it this year as well, 1.3. It's not it's not exactly uh, Sharon, and he's shooting at 36%. So it's not incredible. Which isn't um, bad, though. I wouldn't say it's not incredible, but it's not bad for a, for a big man. Um, it's, it will still be the liability mm. on, the, on the Nets. Like, yeah. if, I, if, if, if you're coaching against the Nets and you look at Kyrie, you look at Harden, you look at Durant, you look at maybe a Joe Harris, you look at LaMarcus Aldridge, mm. the game plan is cool. Let LaMarcus beat us from free. Let him shoot freeze. But that's that's still the weakness. For yeah. example, let's say that's the difference between having the Embiid in the paint or pulling the Embiid out to the three point line when no. they match up in the playoffs. It, it can make a big difference. 
if I'm Philly and Lamarcus is on the three-point line, I'm not guarding you with Embiid then. Well, let's not say three. Let's just say to his spots because we know a stepping from a stepping side from the three for um, three-point line. That's Lamarcus's shot. That long mid yeah. he's been shooting that all his career. Yeah. So let's say that spot getting Embiid to there with talent with Kyrie Harden. KD slashes like that. That's the difference maker. That's the difference between uh what six game series and a sweep. Yeah, but I don't how can I say this gently? I know some of you look can um accuse me of being a bit too coarse in my words, so I'll try and be gentle. I don't think he's good anymore. Like yeah. let's let let's actually just consider that for one second. <laughs> when was the last time Lamarcus Aldridge looked good? The thing is, I hear what you're saying. I don't mm. think he looks good anymore. Um, but I believe he looks better than Blake for the simple reason he's got an old man game. Blake does not have... He has a young man's game in an old man's body. And it just mm-hmm. don't look great. The one thing I'll always flag about Lamarcus is, although he's on the tail end of his career, he's been doing his job in pop system for the last, what, three, four seasons. Their big men haven't really historically been big scorers. So I'm not sure if it's the case of he can't do his job anymore, as opposed to less was asked of him before they've got rid of him. So we've not really seen the markers be featured. And in a second unit, he'll be featured, but he'll definitely get touches of the ball with that second no, unit. I, you know, I don't, with a big three, there's no such thing as a second unit. It doesn't exist. There'll be someone. Because yeah, I hear that you're still going to have two of the All-Stars on at all time. So it's either going to be, you know, Kyrie Harden or, or, or um, Durant being fe- featured or co-featured. He's, he's going to be third option or fourth option behind Blake. Really and truly, they should both be like fifth, sixth option behind Joe Harris. Yeah. <laughs> but, so the way, I'm see- <laughs> the way I'm seeing this play out in my head is they have decisions to make. They have big names like Blake, big names like Aldridge now. But the best lineup that they have this year is with Jeff Green playing centre. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. That's, that is the best lineup. Jeff Green at centre, the big three on, and Joe Harris as the ultimate um, floor spacer this year. Yeah. If you want to mess some of that up by taking off a Jeff Green for Lamarcus Aldridge, if I'm, let's just say, for example, they go up against the Lakers in the final, if I'm LeBron, the ultimate match um, matchup hunter, I'm like, oh, where's, where's Aldridge? Cool, got him, got him. And a lot of the times the playoffs just does come just come down to either matchups or someone hunting a specific matchup. So do you actually say, listen, Blake, Lamarcus, you still have something to offer, but maybe for this matchup, we don't want you to get hunted. We already have, you know, some semi liabilities defensively in Kyrie and yeah. and James Harden. Um, Katie is a capable defender. I don't know if he can defend outside of his position. Uh, much, I'm not too sure. I haven't actually seen him like just o- openly taking point guards and stuff like that. Um, but I can imagine like a series against a Boston Celtics where yeah. you have Kemba. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a Kemba try to say, "Hey, cool, let me go after Lamarcus or Blake or or KD." I don't know how that would look. Um, I'm sure KD will, will, will be fine. But those are the weaknesses that they're that they're putting themselves. At. So maybe they just say, "Boys, sit down. We're going to play with what we have in terms of Joe Harris and." Um, What's the dead name that I just said? Uh, at centre. Jeff Green. Jeff Green, Green at centre. Who would have thought it? They're literally buying a ring. Shameless. Shameless. And I, I, I always, like, every episode, yeah, I just want people to know that Blake Griffin's 
you know, is a pussy or that everyone knows that Blake Griffin is a pussy. Wow. We, we you all know. gotta know that Blake Griffin. No, no, before you, you know go, Curtis, Blake Griffin is a pussy. Like we all gotta know that, yeah. Cool. Cheers. It's tough, it's tough to to just label a player like that. I get it with the fact that it's pulled off a few dogs and it's got a bit loud recently, saying he's back or he's still got it. Um for years, or definitely the last two years, the memo on Blake to me has been that he's been dead. Like everyone's been saying that he's done is pretty much part, part of it was yeah. because of injuries. Yeah, that's it. And a big when part injuries it, start yeah. happening to big men, when the injuries do start recurring over and over again, you do start calling those players dead and they do usually become role players. So So do you expect another injury? Is that what you're saying? I personally think there's actually a high possibility that I'll get injured before the end of this season. But I will think that I do think he'll have a role in the playoffs. The thing is, yeah, why I say he's a pussy is that, like, <laughs> all right, cool. You, you, you're now jumping, jumping up and down, yeah. Where you was at a place where you didn't jump for what three, three years or something at least. Yeah, a place there yeah, where they paid you to be a star. They paid him to be a star, yeah, and he was far from it. Majority of the time, he didn't show up for work because he's injured. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, you get traded. You want to be jumping up and down. You want to be pushing your ex-teammates. You want to run past your, your bench. The team that paid you way more than anyone else should have paid you or was willing to pay you. But now you've got to gripe against them for some reason. I don't understand. I think a lot of fans and a lot of people that watch basketball, they have short memories because you have to see it as it's only two years that two years ago, sorry, that when Blake came into this in the season, he was doing bits at the Pistons. He was averaging his twenty five odd. He was doing Blake Griffin numbers, and he got hurt. You almost sometimes have to put yourself in the shoes of the athlete and ask yourself if I'm playing for a franchise that's not really going out their way to field the kind of team that can contend. Or don't get me wrong, I know some of them smaller market teams. They try. They just are able to put together a certain caliber of teams. Uh, with the ease that the large market teams can but as a player if you're in that position where the team around you isn't capable do you not see the angle where it's smart to preserve your body and not be going 100 percent 24 7. no have you got no pride there's no no like are you not a professional i don't understand like for you to say that you're just gonna half ask it yeah because the franchise has not uh, surrounded you with sufficient you know talent to compete for a championship is ridiculous like if anything if you didn't feel that you could feel that 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 role of being that superstar or that star you shouldn't have taken that money you've taken that money you can't now complain that the the franchise hasn't spent that money elsewhere to field you better plays with doesn't make sense but then on the flip side he gave the small market team the opportunity and signed there where there was a few bigger market teams that were going for him at the time. So it's, it's always a two-sided coin. It's like players do make a lot of sacrifices that a lot of okay. us don't acknowledge. Okay. Yeah, get it, get it. He got traded, I swear. He got moved in the end. He did get moved. He got traded to Detroit. Yeah. So he didn't just give them a chance. Didn't he, did he not take an extension? Was he midway through a new contract? He signed with the Clippers. And they sold him on, you know, having his name in the rafters and the statue and all that nonsense. They did some massive presentation. And then <laughs> seemingly at the first opportunity they had, they shipped him out. And he wasn't happy. My fault. My fault. Even more so the Pistons risk. They took a player that took a risk, rolled the dice. 
They rolled the dice. They rolled the dice. Yeah, they rolled the dice. They gave him a home. The only thing he sacrificed was living in Detroit. He didn't sacrifice nothing. He barely came to work. What do you mean about sacrifice? That guy got overpaid for what? Was it three years he was there? That guy got overpaid for three years. And then you want to be covered around. As soon as you leave the team, you want to be acting funny against your old teammates. These are young, up and coming players. They've done nothing. You barely know them. Uh, there's, there's worse people. I hear you, but there's worse. There's worse. There's your things and your turn for Blake, the yeah. For the fact that Brooklyn got Blake, I don't want Brooklyn to win. No title. <laughs> no title this year. LeBron all the way. I prefer underdog, to be fair. So, you know. And not many people, not many smart sports people were better against the Kings, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But um, having a look at the next one on our list, we have... Sorry, before Mo- we do, has anyone got Blake or LaMarcus in our league? Nah. No one's stupid. stupid. As far as I'm aware. Um, <laughs> the role players there. Uh, 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 there's certain dodgy GMs that had them at the beginning of the year for some strange reason, but, you know, we won't go into that. Uh, um, but, yeah, I think the next one we have to look at is Milwaukee, who are expected to sign Jeff T. And <laughs> <laughs> and also leaders to sign Austin River, um, who I believe got recently weighed by the Knicks. Then that got shipped off to he went, OKC. He went, he, and then, went, he went a lot of places and went nowhere at the same time. Yeah, basically. You know, if you know NBA, then that's what he did, basically. He's one of them, man. Um, but what do you guys think about these potential moves uh good for milwaukee to get some depth at the point guard position uh yeah. veteran in jeff veteran in jeff teague uh so good for them there austin rivers he could supply a spark off the bench yeah he's probably better than Devin chenzo no is it not a bit concerning that these are two players that came from playoff teams who felt that we were right like we don't need those players who did jeff teague come from uh yeah. what Boston. Boston. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Doesn't concern me because if you don't fit, you don't fit. Sometimes uh, as that. And at the same time, it's the role that you've got. I think Jeff Teague was mainly brought in to be a Kemba Walker filler until Kemba got his legs back under him. Mm. Kemba's now playing what like near thirty odd minutes a game, so <laughs> let him have his peace. Let him go somewhere where he feels that they can contend because we're calling Boston a contender. The records say otherwise. <laughs> They're not in the contenders' part. I'll tell you that for free. Um, then we've got Philly, um, who I believe their most notable move was um, bringing in oh bringing in bringing in George Hill. Yeah, bringing, that was it, bringing really. in bringing in a steady hand that point guard that could um, that can maybe make things easier for Ben Simmons because. Hmm. Explain. Ben Simmons, before the George Hill trade, was, in my head, the only capable person you could run an offense. George Hill can do that. He's not yeah. going to come and make mistakes unless he's playing with LeBron. But outside of that, he's going to be a steady hand that can lighten the load for a, um, for a, for a Ben Simmons. I like that there. Um, and then defensively, it frees up Ben Simmons to not even have to think about guarding 
the point guard. We've seen Ben Simmons do an amazing job guarding, who was it? Was it Jamal Murray or Donovan Mitchell this year? Or some Western Conference guard. Yeah. Uh, so, but George Hill can do a come off the bench, maybe even, could do a capable job doing that. Um, it will free up Ben Simmons to maybe take on someone else. So he doesn't have to get bogged down in a series against Brooklyn thinking about Kyrie. Yeah. Now he can focus on the bigger boys, the Hardens and the um, Kevin Durant's. But personally, I've always thought Ben was better off with the ball in his hands. You know, whenever the ball's not in his hands, I don't see the necessary value in him um, offensively. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if he's one like a great slasher. Um, as far as I'm aware, he, his best offensive move is obviously in transition and um, getting to the rack. I think that's where George Hill comes in handy because it's not always about just purely running George Hill at point. It's having that secondary option so you can run different offences. You can run George Hill off the ball as he has been in um, a number of situations. He's played with players like LeBron um, recently. I'm still, the first thing I always think about is that shot. So maybe don't kick the ball to him, Ben Simmons. But um, he's played with players that are dominant ball handlers. So he's been in that kind of system before. Um, he's a veteran player. Yeah. He's not exactly young. He's been around the league a long time, so I see it as a good move. And they didn't really have to give up much to get him as well, so it could only help them. Um, but it was, I say they didn't have to give up much. I say that, but Doc did have to give up his son and trade him, <laughs> which is, I think, a very underreported story that Doc Rivers traded his son to the New York Knicks. It's a little bit mad. The conversation would have been a little bit wild. He, he, I'm sure Doc just said, nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> blame the GM. Blame, blame Daryl Morey. Nothing just to do with business. me. He's just had, business. They can see your foot through your head, but you see through hair. I don't think I forgot, Glenn. I don't think I forgot. It's business. It's and speaking business. of people that, that, that I think I forgot about them, fuck Ed Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> um... Next, I don't know why this team's in here, to be honest. Uh, it's really annoying me. Uh, Boston, um, they're in the content- contender section. They, they, got, uh, they, got, they got two All-Stars, mate. What, what does that mean? <laughs> hmm? I'm confused. It means they're an exciting team. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> have to remind ourselves, or let's not forget, although they're not the sixth for the Nets. Tell him. They are in the seventh seed. Tell him. There are playoffs and um, play in spots this year. Tell him. And there's still a lot of games to go. There's still the number twenty odd number twenty odd games to go. So Tell yeah. Him. It can change a lot. Don't write All them right. off. All right, answer me this. Have Boston gotten worse over the last three years consistently every year? It's Tough to say got worse. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. As opposed, no, they haven't. They've changed the roles of their players more than people care to acknowledge. That has happened. That's a fair point. That has happened. Um, Okay, number one, they are contenders because a game outside of having home court in the first round of playoffs. If you're not, if you're forcing, you're not a contender. Then wait, and like they're a contender right now. If they're the if they're contender, then New York are a contender. Yeah. Ah, right, cool. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know why Boston are above New York on this rundown. Thing. I'll tell you. I, I can tell but you. But anyways, anyways, Boston are realistic because right. they had a massive injury to, for uh, someone to come back from. 
they had a massive injury and that they're waiting for someone to come back from. Whereas the Knicks have been pretty much healthy. What Mitch Robinson? Oh that's yeah, the much the much the much vaunted Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> wait, wait, who was Boston's massive injury? I don't understand. Kemba Walker. See, the fucking all-star point guard. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm putting Mitchell Robinson and Kemba right here. No, no, no. Wow. That is rude. Wow. You the one that said that Kemba is wow. dead. And you wouldn't is, no, he, he's not an all-star. Kemba ain't been is, an all-star since he left Charlotte. Relax. That is rude. Oh have I got wait, have I, have I got both of them? I, <laughs> I think he might. Oh my gosh, that's why I'm eight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Damn man, I'm dead. Mitchell Robinson. Oh, comes back, steals some more money, and then busts his foot on some flint. Anyway, um, <laughs> Boston. I like the move Boston made. Point, I like the moves that Boston made. Um, Again, level Fournier, they need some, they need they need some help, and Fournier is better than Jeff Teague. He put up stage a of dodge yesterday, career. though. First game, he, for 10th. he doesn't I'm even not, know. He doesn't even know the plays. They made him get changed in the in the in the, in the car park. It's a blind. Like, it's a blind. I'm not calling him trash all of a sudden, but it was very much so a dud. Yeah, it'd be. I think it'd be really interesting to hear from you know Evan Fournier's owner and what this move. Um, or, um, you know, Boston's owner or, you know, Boston City <laughs> Blaze, um, um, what he feels this is going to do for this team. You know what? I'll say it straight. I feel that Fournier has always been the kind of player that more suits a tertiary or a six-man role. So either that third option or off the bench. In Orlando, he's not exactly been a 20-odd point per game scorer, has he? He puts up around, what, 14, 15 shots a game, averages 17, 18, What's to say you can't pretty much do that for Boston? Um, splitting minutes with Marcus Smart. I think that a lot of people in our league have overreacted a bit to this trade, but, you know, we'll see. Um, so do you see him putting up the same numbers or lower numbers or higher numbers um, in his new role at the Celtics? I see the points per game going down slightly. So I think going down to like a 16, which could very well be his career average, could very well be. Um and the assistant rebounds. I see him staying similar. You only get us like three of each. Mm. I don't and, see why not. And do you want to tell the people why we call you Boston City Blaze? Um, uh, no, Dione et al. Um, 2021. Um. Et al? <laughs> nah, fam. There was no one else on this project. <laughs> <laughs> there was no one else on this project. There was no research team. There was no funding group. This was just I. <laughs> I do um, say though, I did, I did like the name. I did like the name, but obviously for the people, for the people out there, I've got um Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown on my team this year. They're both balling. I've been getting trades for more seasons. So I don't know why too many people are talking. Um, I picked up Robert um, Robert Williams. He's in a very good opportunity right now. It's what he's put up what ten rebounds last game, forty in the game before. And he's one of the best blockers in the league. So he also put up seven points, nine points, seven points, and six points. <laughs> For certain people, they only want to tell you the good hey, stuff. Hey, 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 I'm honest with the people out there. For certain people, when you've got three 20 point per game scorers coming back, you don't worry about Robert Williams getting less than 10, you know, you kind of chill. But um, yeah, we've got Rob Will, so yeah, block shots. And then we've got Fournier, he, um, he got traded there recently. But again, I think he can pretty much maintain his role. And on my squad, I've got players to go in for him anyway, so again, I think it's a lot of, a lot of, 
unnecessary noise from the crowd we're even at the moment. <laughs> so out of a, is it 13 team roster? Is it 14 teams? Um, you know, you've got five players. <laughs> is it five? Is it five or four? I've got four. I've got four. Yeah, calm down. I've got but, four. I've got four. You know calm what down. I always say? Don't exaggerate. You know what I always say? I like to think. <laughs> I've only like got most of the starting lineup. Calm down. <laughs> I like to think I'm a fairly experienced fantasy player. And the one thing I always say is no matter what team a player is on, they're going to put up the same numbers. So if Fournier was on someone else's squad and they didn't have other Celtics, he'd play the same game. So let the game continue. So for the young GMs out there, JD, would you recommend Curtis's tactics to them? I wouldn't recommend any tactics to anyone. I'm not the GM. I did not trade 48. Let me just get that out there for the people. <laughs> I did not yeah. trade 48. Yeah, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't his choice. That, I mean, like when you, know? you, when you really look at it, he got two All-Stars and a young budding centre. Thank you. That's not... That's not that's not that's not that's like, you not, like as a rule of thumb, you that's wouldn't recommend Danny about the rest. As a rule of thumb, that's you wouldn't like, recommend more than two players or three players. On I wouldn't again, team. again, I wouldn't recommend anything. Whatever comes up in the draft comes up in the draft. I just find it funny that Curtis wants to be Brad Stevens so badly. <laughs> that's, that's, I find it funny. It's like it's mad. It's not. It's not a good move. It's not a bad move. It's just funny for me. Do you know what's so funny? The fact that Curtis and the Celtics have been intertwined in terms of their whole performance this year. Do you know what's about to come? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Are they not seventh? Exactly. Are they not seventh in? I believe you're. On what fifth or sixth? Something. Yeah, like that, and maybe. they're pretty much seventh in the. <laughs> you know, I think the, the, um, I think the key similarity. Somewhere is that the current real-life league is tight and so is ours. And I think both Boston and my squad are about to make some noise in those standings. So, I thought yeah. that, was well, that was well said. You may... Listen. Listen, Curtis. You may be a liar, but you do speak well. That was very, very well said. Eloquent. Very eloquent, that was. But, um, you know, in that, in that very competitive East, we have Miami that are in the arms race. Um, they've picked up notably Victor Oladipo. What do we um actually and also Nemanja Bielisa, but I wouldn't say it's notebook. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. I was gonna <laughs> say let's cover all my picks. I'm not sure if the people out there do know. Big Miami Heat fan, so I'll jump in first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to, <laughs> just to make sure we get the correct news out, you know. Oh, no. Pat Riley got Oladipo for a bag of crisps and whatever change he had in his vehicle at that moment. It's a big pickup. I don't care what anyone's saying. He has obviously had up and down form this year. He's been in situations where he's pretty much been the number one option. He's coming into a shared offense. He's a two-way player. I think it's huge. Bielitsa is kind of a Kelly Olenek replacement. He does similar things, doesn't rebound as well, but he's a slightly better ball handler, better shooter. Um it's kind of a like for like piece. We've not long lost Myers Leonard as well. Is he, so. is he a worse defender? I'd say he is a worse defender. Marginally. But we've got opportunity to um, bring Precious in a bit more. Um, who's for his age and his mobility is a very good defender. So we've got options there. Having someone that can stretch the floor and obviously run Bam at centre is always an option. I think that's our main move anyway. Um, in the direction we're heading in. 
Um, so, yeah, I think Miami, we've had a quiet season or a rocky season. We're about to make a little bit, a little bit of noise. No, I think I, it's I think it's big that you were able to pick up Oladipo and Pulitzer and still keep um, Hero. Everyone. <laughs> and, no, but the key bits, Hero and Robinson, to keep two young shooters on cheap contracts, to, to be able to do that, but pick up um, Oladipo and Pulitzer was, um, I thought that was a let's good, good not, move. Let's not forget Sir Kendrick. Some people don't rate him. I like him as a piece on our team. But you know, the reason why I left him out is because I'm talking about shooters. But the one thing every team in the league, you know, wants over any other yeah. skill at the moment is shooting. Yeah. So to be able to do trades and not give up your young shooter, your young cheap shooters, I think is um good business yet again. I so think it's good for you guys in the sense that because watching you guys against the New York Knicks, um, just for the people, you know, I'm a big New York Knicks fan, been here from day dot, so when things do improve, you know, you know what it is. But anyways, yeah, watching Miami against New York, you know, the offense kind of stagnated and you could clearly see that, you know, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robertson were really struggling. Once you, especially Duncan Robertson, once you rush him off the three-point line, he kind of doesn't know what to do and he's an awful defender, I think. Um, Tyler Hero, he's better, but he is so tough sometimes. He's not sorry, Robinson's not awful. He is the weak, he's the weak link, but he's not awful. He does I try though. He does no, try. He tries. And he's long. Yeah. So there's a, there's always gonna be a flaw, but his flaw's not super, super low like certain man. Yeah. No, the reason why I say he's awful because he does foul quite a bit, and I don't think yeah. he quite okay. understands when what is a foul and how to not how to defend and not come on golly Marcus <laughs> no honestly like, you're just on insulting people today <laughs> no, you know, you know like, a when, grown man doesn't understand what a foul is certain, no honestly I feel like there's certain players yeah, like you know like Dwight Howard like he'll hit you in the head and be like what what foul I saw Siakam do it the other day what I pushed you for a rebound oh what you called a foul no way yeah, certain players don't quite understand what they need to do to avoid silly fouls, in it? And I don't think he's the best defender. So I think Oladipo coming off the bench, you know, with that extra offence is going to be very key coming Oh, in no, he's going to be starting. We're starting. I've, I, yeah, he might be starting, which may not be great. I don't know. I have one concern about the Oladipo part of this. He is playing for money. He needs to get his stats up now. I don't agree. I don't agree because from early last season and the season before, there's been whispers of Oladipo to Miami for a long while. We've had interest in That's him. That's a good point. And he's come out and said that South Beach is, you know, it's, it's an area that he wouldn't mind playing in. I think a lot of players do say them kind of things, though. So, you know, you have to take it. I'm sorry, what? what? I, I, I don't understand why that's like in opposition to what I said. Not exactly in opposition, but in terms then, of him just whoa, going whoa, to play for then, money. No, stop. Then you shouldn't have started by saying, you know, I, I, dis- I disagree. It's not in opposition. <laughs> well, it's like my fault. My fault. It's a light opposition. I'm not saying you're completely wrong. I'm not saying money is no motive to Oladipo because he's only, he's, what is he, 28, 29? It should be a motive at that part of your NBA career. And coming mm. off injuries, it should be. However... Miami is somewhere that is stated as being a location of interest, so... No, no, you know, forget Miami. I'm not talking about... This isn't about Miami. I'm talking about a player who is a free agent in the summer. Mm-hmm. Every person who's a free agent is going to be playing to get a big contract 
whether it's where they're at or where they want to go. So even, yes, Oligipo in Miami, he wanted to be in Miami. He still wants to get paid as much money as possible. I hear that. So he may be focused more on himself as opposed to the team. That's my that's my concern. Yeah. What I would say to that is the fact that I think because Oladipo is a quite unique player that in terms of he's he's a good player, he's an all-star, you know, but he's been bounced around quite a bit and he's not really found a home. And I think he does want to make Miami his home. And in order to do that, you kind of have to buy into that heat culture. And that heat culture doesn't mess around with you know, oh, I need to take these many shots to get my money. Like, we don't do that over here. You're going to have to play winning basketball and therefore then we'll pay you. But I don't think even, I, I kind of think his days of getting like a huge contract are kind of done. I think he will get a moderate contract at Miami if he does everything correctly. Has anyone got Olivier in our league? Um, Stevie, I think, but he's got him on ice chilling. <laughs> Which makes sense, you know. Yeah, he's, sense, he's very yeah. inconsistent, but but he's going to be a very good addition to the team. I feel. I think um, we're ignoring the fact that yes, he's has injuries. His comeback is averaging twenty odd this season. Um, yes, he's shooting a low percentage. He was never a high efficiency player anyway, um, and he's coming from a position where he's going to be a main focal point into a shared style offense where yeah. we need someone that's willing to take shots because a lot of the time you're not with Miami. We can swing the life out of the ball and we can play hot potato with the ball a lot. And it's almost like pass, 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 pass. Why is no one willing to take the shot? Oladipo is the guy mm-hmm. that that ball will go up. And let's be honest, he can make those shots. And it will brick. <laughs> 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 but moving on, we... I hope we get New York. I hope we get New York first. <laughs> no, bro, I hope we don't because you are an awful matchup for us. Um, an awful matchup. But um, Every, Everyone's an awful matchup for you. <laughs> the reigning Eastern champs were an awful matchup for everyone. To be oh, relax. Honest. Relax. <laughs> um, <Double ball>. next, <laughs> we have um, Raptors. Um, and I think their most notable move wasn't the move. It was actually keeping Kyle Lowry. Um, their other move is obviously moving on Norman Powell, um, where they got is it Gary Trent and Rodney Hood in return um, from Portland. So yeah. what do we think about Kyle Lowry staying, Norman Powell leaving? Um, I'll be honest. I think that there is an underlying contract situation there. I'm not sure if Norman Powell's on the last year of his deal or not. So it was kind of like he was balling, cashing, get a few options off players that got a few years. Um, I kind of Gary Trent not long signed a decent deal with the so I think he's got a few years on a contract. Um, Carl Lowry, again, I'm not sure if it's a similar situation where I know he's getting on in age. I know that he wants another big contract. I think I've, I've read that somewhere. Um, whether he deserves it at this stage, whether he's putting up those kind of numbers for a large contract, um, I don't believe so, but it's debatable. Um Will the Raptors keep him long-term? Will they actually offer him a contract? We don't know. So I'm not sure if he's helped or hurt himself by, I can't say encouraging the trade because I'm not sure if he had any input into having the trade, but I'm not sure if not being traded has yeah. helped or hurt him. Yeah. I would, I just have a quick view on this. Like for me, Kyle Lowry, I think he still kind of performs at that level in order to make a decent amount of money, uh, but I think it's going to be from a bottom feeder. If he wants to perform a contender, he's going to have to take less. 
that's just simple as it is for me. I think Raptors are in a really weird space where they don't want to go for the full rebuild, but they're not going anywhere fast. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that, that, that last bit. They are in a weird spot where they're still definitely competitive. They have a tough year this year not playing in Toronto. Um, so that's why we're seeing the stat, not the stats, the, the, the records a bit a bit shaky right now. But um, yeah, it, it, they treated Kyle Lowry with respect in terms of not just dealing anywhere for anything. Um, him and Masai Ujiri seem to have had that respectful understanding. Uh, they were happy to move on from each other if the correct deal came up. Uh, but apparently the asking price is too high. Um, so it's good to see that respect between a player, GM and owner. Good to see that still apparent in the league because so many times we see that, that that's not really there. Uh, moving on from Norman Powell, I think that's sort of a... Raptors actually have a good record of building up young players from G League, G League to yeah, you know, relative stardom. So maybe they've seen Norman Powell, maybe you want too much money, maybe we'll be able to keep you long-term and maybe we can make another one of you. So um, yeah. I think all in all, good moves for the Raptors that they're good. Do you think it's fairly surprising that they dealt with Kyle Lowry in this manner, that they didn't actually treat DeRozan in the same manner? No. Why? It's opportunity. Because, DeRo- because DeRozan is not good. Why? Like the point <laughs> that's harsh. Exactly. That's harsh. That's, you know, you'd be saying I'm harsh all day. Jesus. He's still one of the best basketball players in the world. Let's exactly. Uh, Should have been an all-star this year. Should have been an all-star this year. Can I say I'm comparing him to other NBA? But I'm not comparing him to perennial all-stars. I'm not comparing him to, yeah. to to me and you two. I'm comparing him to yeah. other NBA players. Yeah. In the regular season, he's one of the best. Yeah. In the playoffs. Not so much. And when they had the chance to move off that and get a Kawhi Leonard, yeah, yeah. that's why you get shipped out. You have to pull that deal. That's why you get that's that's why you get shipped out, I'm afraid. Yeah, but, but wasn't he if, a bit pissed off at the fact that um Masai didn't actually have that conversation with the reason prior to it happening? No conversations could be had. Let's not forget that um you're dealing with the Spurs here. The Spurs ain't trying to let things leak out. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't trying to... Because that's how it, that's, you have that conversation with Damar. Cool. Damar has that conversation with his agent. His agent now has that conversation with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's just keep this moving, you know? That's yeah. the, the, that's the, that's what they could have been on at the time. Yeah. But and it would have been a lot more sour if it didn't work out. Toronto got his first ever championship yeah. in history. It, no, it, nonetheless, it was a good move. Good move. But yeah, I just think it's interesting the way Kyle Lowry was dealt with and the way DeRozan was dealt with. But um, yeah, the next one is very interesting. Um, and I really want to talk about this one is the Lakers signing Andre Drummond. And I think we've got a perfect person on the mic to speak about this. I don't. You, you know. Okay. Uh, let me start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> They need a they need a point guard. Now go on, okay. <laughs> I've um, I've been waiting so long for Andre Drummond to sign somewhere. I'm guessing a lot of our listeners are NBA fans, so we know the situation. Um, the Cavs decided to hold Drummond out since somewhere like the first week of February. Apparently looking for trade partners. Got to trade deadline. Still no trade partners, or I heard whispers, but you know those were definitely on rumor sites. Nothing official. Um, 
And then, yeah, we got past the trade deadline and within two, two, three days, we've, um, we've seen a signing, Drummond going over to um, the Lakers. Um, as a fantasy owner of him, I think he's got a big opportunity, at least for a couple of weeks, while um, AD's looking a bit iffy. Um, I think even when AD does come back, I think there's a good chance that he won't be pushed to play back-to-back games. He won't be pushed um, to play crazy amount of minutes um, because we know the, La- um, the Lakers are positioned to contend and their main focus is going for that championship. It's going to be playoffs. Um, and of course, to have any shot, they need LeBron and AD at 100% or as close to as they possibly can. Um, and they've had a gap at centre anyway. You know, Marc Gasol, he's, he's at the back end of his career. He's not never been a um, very mobile person. So um, Shulman's got all the room to perform. I'm looking forward to it. So before, uh, well, obviously at the Cavs, he was putting up 17.5 points, 1.2 blocks, 1.6 steals, 2.6 assists, and 13.5 rebounds. Um, expect that to stay the same? Go down, go up, go down? I expect the same or potentially it to go up a bit, actually. Go down. Because um, <laughs> no, no lie. Um AD's rebounding has been going down the last couple of years. I think they're pulling him away from the basket a lot more. So his offensive rebounds been hurt. And you know what? He ain't really trying to bang from what I'm seeing on the defensive board. So Andre Drummond's got all the opportunity to continue doing his 13 plus. I do not see why not. Do you think Andre Drummond starts? In the regular season, are we talking playoffs? Regular season. For the remainder of the regular season, Andre Drummond will start at the Lakers with Montrez off the bench. Okay, it's interesting because the Lakers the last um, couple years have been playing the worst centre in the starting lineup. They've been playing um, JaVale McGee. As in JaVale over um, um, Dwight. Yep, and Mark Gasol over um, um, Montrezl Harrell. I think that's more because of the um, players themselves. Um, Montrezl doesn't offer no room protection. Um, AD's been out for a little while now, but I think even to begin the season... Um, Montrez has been looked as a six as a six man. Sorry, I think when he was signed, we all looked as it at him as a six man. So I think it's more of them just playing the role they intended for him to play, as opposed to that starting spot not being available to the better uh, centre. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't agree because um, with Dwight Howard, I think because he is so um, foul prone, it made more sense for him to be that ring protector that just comes off the bench and has no. No, um, you know, no, 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 no risk no. of actually having no, to start no, no, and being no. in foul trouble. No, 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 no. Because he was still playing big minutes. It's not just starting. The secondary centre is playing more minutes than the uh, than the starting. starting. That's what's also ha- that's what was also happening. So he was still going to get his foul count. That was still going to be high. Yeah. So anyway, that's a trend I've noticed. So it'll be interesting to see if that carries on. Yeah, interesting to see how many minutes he plays. If if I was running the situation, I'm trying to keep his minutes low. I'm trying to say really and truly, we're just trying to play you in certain matchups in the playoffs. You're not going to resign with us next year because you're going to want a big, big contract that we can't offer you. Um, I, 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 me personally, I would like to see him coming off the bench. Interesting to see if he even finishes games because we know the Lakers' best lineup is with um, AD at center. And then they just go into ultimate isolation with him and LeBron running side pick and roll all day, every day. So if you now want to play Drummond, now you're clogging up the paint. Does that mean you now run pick and roll with Drummond? Even though I don't think Drummond's a great pick and roll offensive player, but if you run pick and roll with Drummond, 
would you now want to relegate Anthony Davis to be in a corner floor shooter on the weak side? I wouldn't want to do that with one of the best 10 players in the league. What you do have in Drummond, which I don't think he's talked about enough, though, is he's actually a really good passer. I'm not saying he's Jokic level, but he's actually a really good passer. So when when teams want to go into that zone that we're seeing crop up more frequently, especially in the playoffs, you now have someone that could be that zone buster at the free throw line in Andre Drummond, who's not scared to catch the ball, turn and face, and look at all of his options. It doesn't always have to be AD, doesn't always have to be LeBron. It doesn't have to be Caruso, who I saw try to break his own the other day and fell over. He bumped into someone, he didn't know, he said, sorry, he cut. It was weird. But there's a lot of, what's this going to do for uh, Montrezl Harrell? Is, is he going to see his minutes dissipate? I don't think so. I think Montrez, personally, is quite comfortable coming off the bench. I think he prefers it. Um, Ain't he trying to get paid as well? No, no, he, he will still get paid. Because okay. he, that's what, he's carved out a lane he's for He's his himself. player, yeah. He's, yeah, he's he knows what he is. Everyone knows what he is. And he's good at what he does. That's essentially as it is. And, and the two players that we're talking about are two players that are notorious. I won't really say notorious for... Um, Montrez, he's been doing it a couple of years, but they're known and they often do get their stats consistently in no minutes. You see Montrez playing 20 minutes a game and he'll have his 20 points, he'll have his nine odd rebounds on whichever. You see mm. Drummond playing 25 minutes a game and he's got 15 and 15. Yeah, that's that's all I'm looking for. And I think because there's question marks over the AD situation, I think there is um, a lot of opportunity there from a fantasy perspective. And he's healthy, he's notoriously healthy. How often does Drummond get hurt? Yeah, no, that's true. But the thing is, I don't know if he is actually going to get the same level of rebounds that he got, for instance, at Detroit and um, and Cleveland because he, he gets a lot of his rebounds by going back up in damn self, yeah? And I don't know, I don't think the Lakers are going to afford him that luxury. So, you know, when I he think the initial rebound, he's going to have to come down. Stopped. Yeah, he's going to have to come down and kick it back out. No team would ever stop. No, 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 there's just more competition for the rebounds. You have a great rebound in Anthony Davis, a great rebound in um, Montrez Harrell, a great rebound rebounder in LeBron. Who's the best so, rebounder out of all of them? What game is it? Not in the playoffs regular season. Because <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, yeah, we're no, playing no, fantasy yeah, right no, now. Yeah. All I need is reg well, season. We're talking about regular season and we're, talk, and we're talking about fantasy. So yeah, we're trying yeah. to balance it. But who are they playing? Are they, are they, are 80% they, of the league because most if, of the league if, have listen, not got a if they're playing, If they're playing Brooklyn and Kyrie were just talking shit two days ago, <laughs> the best rebound is LeBron. <laughs> yeah, so so in a regular season, yeah, he's the but will he get enough minutes? I would like to see him off a bench roll, coming on when LeBron comes off to play with Schroeder and have so they could maybe form a partnership there because the Schroeder and Montrezl Howard partnership hasn't really kicked off as I would have liked to have seen it. Of got the luxury at the moment where even if his rebounds do dip, I've got three other players that are looking like the average double-digit rebounds. It's still an improvement from nothing that you're getting. So, you know, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. That's true. But um, next we have the Clippers, the other LA team. Um, They've 
acquired Ranjon Rondo. Ranjon. Uh, is it Ranjon? Rajon. 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 Yeah, from Atlanta Hawks. Um, they also sent Lee Williams packing to get those lemon pepper wings over them sides. Um, what do you think, guys? Lee Williams wasn't really doing it this year for whatever reason. Maybe it's his age to call up with him. He wasn't really doing it last year either, to be fair with him. Um, and the the, the, the Clippers <laughs> do need a point guard. They have Rondo, who wasn't doing anything at, at Atlanta. Um, secretly, he wasn't good last year with the Lakers. I know he had a couple games in the playoffs last year and everyone wants to say playoff Rondo. But when you really look at the game log, he had just as many horrible games as he did have good games. Um, but, you know, I'm sure people were watching all the games without League Pass. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, there's no way Rondo is better than he was last year. Uh, there's a chance he's a lot worse, and that's who they've signed. Uh, I mean, if it works out for them, cool. Fantasy-wise, he's not going to give anyone anything at all. He's likely to get injured between now and the finals anyway, because that's his history for the last five years. Yeah. Um, he but doesn't they care had, about the regular season. But they had to do something. They had to do something. Yeah, even if he's just a move to get something out of um, Kawhi and Paul George, um, even if it's not just just to play on the actual court, and his intelligence to be in that team is, I think, is going to be very valuable. Personally, hmm. I've not got too too much to say on that trade. I think um, it's the case of they valued a true point guard way more than a bench scorer. Hmm. It's going to do a lot more for that team. Um, there were talks all last summer, wasn't it, of them trying to go for Rondo. He just happened to go for the money. He's very smart. He is very, very, very smart because he got his money from a team like the Hawks and now technically he's back at a contender. So, Rondo, do you think? I have a feeling that, you know, Mr. West, Mr. Logo may have had a hand in all of that, to be honest, saying, yeah, go get your money from Atlanta. Don't worry, we'll get you back. He's smart enough to do it. Yeah. smart enough to do it. You know, he's always the smartest man in the room, uh, Mr. Jerry West. Um, but then next we have Denda, and they have also picked up Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark from the Magic, um, sent in out Gary Harris. Um, RJ well. Hampton. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Um, so I like the move for them because they now have someone who reasonably can guard LeBron. They now can say, cool, Aaron Gordon, you're guarding, you're guarding Kawhi, you're guarding KD, you're guarding, you know, whatever, whatever wing, which is great. Um, Vel McGee, a bit more rim, rim potential for them. I like, I like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a smart move. I like it. They had, it. who did they trade last year that they had? Um, who, who, what? Um, a wing, Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Oh, of course you would remember. Did they, did they trade him or didn't they let him walk? I thought they let him walk. Um, in free agency. No, yeah, they, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. they let him walk. Yeah, because that's what I see Aaron Gordon as. It's kind of a player that can fill that role. Um, as opposed to being a lockdown defender, he's more of a kind of enforcer, tough body, um, decent weight for his size. Um, Feel some minutes, share minutes with Paul Milter, can play in the polls, can play on the perimeter a little bit. It's a versatile pick, and I think Denver, that's what they boast at the moment, is those versatile large players, isn't it? Yeah. Fits the fits the um fits the ethos they've got over there. I'm not gonna lie, I think he's actually kind of in his perfect role. Um, you know how we always say we don't know what Aaron Gordon is? 
Um, <laughs> he's kind of in a, a role where we don't know what he is. We don't know what he's doing. Um, but he's he's a decent enough player to make a positive impact on the team. Um, so, yeah, I think him, as you said, just defending, getting a couple shots up. Um, he's actually a decent ball handler as well and facilitator. So, um, I think... Get all that stuff. That's not what he's there for. He's there to play defence. Keep it simple. That's it. That's all he needs to do. His People stats, tell me he can shoot, stats, apparently. Word. His stats are probably going to go down. Cool. He's there to play defence in the playoffs. It's mm. a smart move. Fantasy-wise, I don't think he's doing much for anyone, personally. Okay, fair enough. Well, no one's got him anyway, to be honest. Um, but it's not the uh, He's not my kind of player anyway, to be fair. I don't deal with the kind of dance. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> Uh, the other contender we obviously um, Dallas Mavericks. They picked up JJ Redick and Nicola Melli. Any quick notes on that one? Vuce, Vuce. Um, I think it's no, no, no. We're talking about Dallas. Oh, apologies, apologies. I'm skipping over. Um, Dallas, the picked up was it JJ? Um, floor spacer. Not long lost Seth. I think he does a similar role. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've seen how much not having Seth Curry and the team um, has affected them, to be fair, early on. So it's more of bringing that back to the team, someone that can space the floor consistently every game and you know what he's going to do. So Yeah. He hasn't been good this year, though. That's the only thing I will say. But I, again, they needed a shooter. Good move for them. I think it's funny that they tried to move away from offence. Um, you know, trying to get... Josh Richardson tried to go a bit more defensive and then they said, you know, it's actually not working. Um, let's go back to offence. <laughs> could be said that the perimeter defence has improved a bit. It's just come from an abysmal place, isn't it? So, yeah. it's taken a step forward. It's just, if you're taking a step forward from very low, you're not going too far. But it's improvement. But, but yeah, you mentioned it, Curtis. You know, one of the bigger moves in the East, I'd say, you know, Chicago picking up Vizovic. Um, which... Oh, and Alfred Camino um, from the Magic. I think personally, it's a good move for Big Vish. As Vucevic's owner, let's not skip over that. What do you feel will happen to Vucevic's numbers? Do you think they're going to be similar? Do you see a dip coming, increase? Um, yeah, to be honest, for me, I think I see increase. Um, unfortunately, there's been a, a slight injury to. Um, Zach Levine. So, in the interim, we certainly should see an increase from Vujovic's numbers, especially rebounders, because they shoot a lot of threes. Um, So, yeah, I I can't imagine why they wouldn't increase in terms of his overall production. But, yeah, I think we should go back to Portland um, and have a look at what's happened over there. I think we may have breezed over Portland. I think I remember mentioning... Um, it could have been on the opposite end to be fair, the Raptors end. Um, but I do remember mentioning, um, I think it's a big move for them in terms of getting Norman Powell. I'm just not sure of his contract situation, but the position that the Trailblazers are in, they need to be making moves to try and take that next step in the playoffs. So I don't blame them for taking a stab at a player that might not be there in a couple of months' time. Yeah. I, yeah, I, th- I like Norman Powell. He's had a good year. He's an experienced player. I think... You know, them get rid of Gary Trent was. I feel like Gary Trent was a, a younger Norman Powell and a more experienced and more versed player. So I think, yeah, they're just getting um, ready for the, the playoffs, personally. 
I think he could potentially lower Lillard's Emma Collins stat because he's another offensive player, not great defensively. Portland has seemed to just said, you know what, Barnett, we're just gonna we're gonna try outscore everyone. Mm. He may have an effect, a deleterious effect, even on the stats of McCollum and Lillard. That may be something for fancy GMs to, to look out for there. Um, GMs like Demola and Jermaine, who well, Demola's got Lillard and Jermaine's got McCollum. Yeah, I think it obviously if anyone's going to be more affected than anyone, it should be McCollum, to be honest, because he's number two. Um, and the positioning as well, isn't it? Um, Norman Powell's not a main ball handler. He's, he's more of a wing two-way. Well, I can't say two-way. He plays okay defence, puts in effort. Yeah. Um, but he's more of a two-way wing kind of player. So probably McCollum, especially as he's coming off an injury. So that probably gave them a bit more um, ethos to get in. Someone yeah. that can play that role if it needs to be in terms of starting. Okay. Um, but yeah, just to go back to, well, is there any... Final notes that anyone wants to mention on the trades? I think we covered the majority of them, personally, um, quite thoroughly, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of anything cover or the no. impactful yeah. trades or anything, no. But, um, yeah, what I really want to go on to um, is actually the waiver wire pickups of the week. Um, I think one of the ones worth mentioning is actually the pickup that I made, which is a young guy called Moses Brown from OKC. Um, I picked him up for $20. James Wiseman, he's been who, for myself, has been fairly disappointing this year. Um, I thought um, Golden State would feature him a lot more. Um, I do think he needs a year in the league to develop, and I think they're not prepared to risk it on him, which I thought they would do. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Um, I say it every year with regards to Wiseman. I know that you won't mention that as a main point, but with rookies in general, for people that play fantasy, there's only one or two that really do tend to have big seasons mm. in terms of being efficient and actually putting up decent numbers. So when you are in a position where you've got multiple rookies or a lot of people are picking up a whole load of rookies during their draft, there's only going to be one or two that are actually going to be worthwhile. Um, but with regards to the pickup in itself, um, Moses Brown... Um, I think it's a big pickup. I think it's a good pick. Um, I think, I think so looking, too. I think you've been lucky that Al Horford has been shut down for the season. Um, that's played in your favour because OKC are going to go through a period now where they're just going to give anyone minutes and say, do what you can do. Um, I think the one thing that can and may shock you is how fast that teams change their mind when they're in those kind of positions. Because although they've given him something further than the two-way deal, it can change in a flash in terms of teams just saying, okay, we've seen enough of you. Yeah. We're going to look at someone else. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. But I think that is a you know a noteworthy pickup um, for the fantasy people out there. Um, but yeah, the other pickups were Joe Ingalls was picked up by Clutch City. By oh, wait, wait. Do we, do we not ask my opinion anymore? Is that... Well, I oh, I don't know. You were just sitting there quietly. Um, I didn't know you had. So I, was, I, was, I was letting Kai speak. <laughs> yeah, by all means. By all means. Refer to me now, yeah. Oh, can yeah, I speak? Of course, of course. Goodness. 
hey. was a statement in you know in the building. Let's have a imagine I was commissioner <laughs> and they're just skipping past me. This is <laughs> lack of it. Let me vent here for a second. The lack of respect that I get from members in this league and there's certain people time and time again throwing the same amount of disrespect. It's unbelievable. The stuff I've done for this league, for them to not even ask me a question, a question on the league that I birthed is outrageous. You're here because of me. Remember that. And what do you have to say? <laughs> I bet he has nothing to say. I swear, I bet he has nothing to say at all. I have nothing to add. <laughs> that is typical. Typical. Yoni. Typical. Um, yeah. Before I got you know rudely interrupted, I was saying Clutch E. Jermaine picked up Joe Ingles, dropped Kevin Love. Absolutely awful, awful pick. Um, I told him Kevin Love. Was late. He's old. He's past it. He's at a Cleveland Cavaliers team that's going nowhere fast, and there's no reason they would feature him. Um, then he had Atlanta Snipers who dropped Delon Wright um, from the Sacramento Kings, who was the, I believe, the Pistons starting guard when he picked him up. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he picked up Jakob Pearl from Spurs. It's a, it's a good pickup. A very I've good pickup. I told him. I told him about Delon Wright. Stop telling me about Delon Wright. <laughs> Call him my phone about Delon Wright. Stop messaging me about Delon Wright. Mm, Delon. I don't want to hear it. He's like, mm, Delon. I'm like, mm, Delon. Leave me alone, fam. I don't want it. I'm glad he's off his team. It's a meaty player, isn't it? Now ah, I can hear about Jacob's crackers, purple fam. Now, to be honest, to be honest, the opportunity and the minutes that Pearl's getting at the moment is doing the job, like he's, he's doing the thing. Uh, he is. Um, yeah, I'm fine. surprised. With Lamarcus gone, exactly. even more. I'm surprised GM's like um, demo. Didn't pick up Pearl because that could be the difference between him. Right. You're, you're, you're surprised Demo didn't make a good move. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I say surprised or disappointed. It's, it's it's a conflict at the moment, but you know, yeah, I'm in that position where you know you see certain players. I know I don't need it, but you know it's only certain guys that mention people on waivers, but they've got to be quiet recently. But we'll, we won't get into that. Hey, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! I would have picked up Jakob. Yeah, but I had a bit of injuries in my team at the time. Oh, is it? Is so it? So I had to have certain players, but that was it. Um, but the, the final one <laughs> is <laughs> Leicester Red Eyeballs. Um, we got to here picking up Yusuf Nurkic um, from Portland and dropping Marvin Bagley. Thank God for that. I've got a gripe with Marvin Bagley now, um, purely because of the home situation, but I won't go back into that. That's been covered on a previous episode. Um Nurkic is about to come back from injury, isn't he? Um, I can't remember what the injury was. Um, or I'm not sure if he has already come back. No, he came back from injury. Back. I believe it was a wrist injury, if my memory says. Oh, that was it, a fractured wrist, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Is, this, is it... I want to say he's a solid player. When he's on, he's on. He can be kind of a double-double kind of guy. Give him that black and a half. When he's off, he's... Nurkic, but... I, do, you know what is? do you know what it is? I think Nurkic, his value and his stats are always um, over... Well, people 
believe that they're much bigger than they actually are. If you look at these stats, they're never that crazy. And I think the biggest impact that is, this is going to have fantasy-wise for anyone is for Stevie, and he's going to slow down Canter. Yeah, yeah, that's for definite. Um, I think it's tough to question Nurkic's value because, again, he, he has had the injury problems, but when he has been a solid feature in their lineups, he's, he's shown up in playoffs, he's shown up in regular season games. I just think he has had the unfortunate situation of getting injured a lot. He constantly falls out of the lineup. Yeah, I think I think uh, his stats improve when he has a run of health. The issue yeah. is he doesn't have a run of health. So that's why if you look at his stats retrospectively, they never look that impressive. Yeah. You're kind of waiting on a run of health if that ever comes. Who knows? 100%. But I do, before we go, I do really want to mention Russell Westbrook's humongous night. Um, Ray Ray, well done. Yeah, I will say this. You know, you've got a very shameless guy in your team. You picked up 35 points, 14 rebounds, 21 assists, two steals, one block on 53% shooting. I think it gets him up to a clean average triple-double for the year. Um, so we clearly know what he's going for, um, as he does every year. Um, but very shameless. Any thoughts on that, lads? He's at the perfect team to do it. That Wizards team, barring Bradley Beal, is not good at all. Um, so I can't fault him. It's not like we're turning around and we're saying, Westbrook, you're holding back a contender. <laughs> we're more saying, Westbrook, you're bringing some excitement to DC and we get to see some crazy stat lines. So more power to him. Yeah, no, nah, facts. D? Uh, 21 assists, impressive. Yeah, he, he, he's capable of throwing up these games, especially the healthier he gets. Yeah. Okay. But... That is all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us again on the Rings and Things Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Join us again next week. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe to all our socials, all that good stuff. Are we out?